Today on the USA 10cast, after U.S. soccer's latest announcement of a World Cup qualifier location, is the system of rotating cities the best one? And also, which senior players, if any, should go to the Olympics in 2012 if the U.S. qualifies? And more next on the USA 10cast. Hi everyone, welcome into this week's USA 10cast. I'm John Arnold, joined this week by Anthony Menino. How's it going, Anthony? Oh, it's going great. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well. Uh, this week, kind of a... Uh, we've been getting used to a couple slow weeks, still in the MLS preseason and looking forward to MLS getting going in full swing. And of course, this summer brings World Cup qualifying. This week, U.S. Soccer announced the sites for one of the... Or the very first qualifier of the year, at least the home leg, and a friendly as well. And both those games will be played in Florida. Anthony... There don't seem to be too many decisions that U.S. soccer makes that cause as much controversy as where to play qualifiers. These games are so coveted by you know people in in each city in the U.S. And since we have a rotating system, unlike a lot of a lot of places where they just you know play the qualifiers at the national stadium, which is at the same city, um, you know the rotation seems to cause a lot of vexation. Is this the best way to choose qualifiers and? And do people have a right to be kind of upset that their city seems to be getting passed over multiple times? Look, I mean, I would kind of prefer one stadium or at least the majority of the games, <clears throat> excuse me, at one stadium. But I don't, I don't mind the rotation. It doesn't bother me that much. But why are we giving Florida, you know, I don't mind them having a friendly, you know, test them out, see how the game goes there. But why are we giving them a qualifier? Let's reward these MLS cities where they sell out the the stadium somewhere like Portland, somewhere like Kansas City, you know, why why are those guys getting left in the dark? I know Kansas City has had a, a qualifier in the past. I think they had a Gold Cup game too, but w- why not Portland? I, I, that's what I don't understand. same time, I mean, I guess this is the first qualifier that U.S. Has, has announced really since the Pacific Northwest kind of burst onto the soccer scene, and perhaps they're saving them for something that means a little more. I mean, no offense to this group of qualifying. There will be some decent games. You know, the Jamaica tie, I think, will be interesting. Guatemala, who knows? But, I mean, this, this first game uh, against Artigo and Barbuda... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Florida getting it, and I kind of like this system of rotating different cities. Yes, there's the room for controversy. You know, uh, my home region of Dallas-Fort Worth hasn't had a game in quite some time. And they deserve one. Yeah, I, I really think well, they deserve one. They I mean, have their own stadium. And- yeah, but I guess the thing is that everyone deserves a qualifier. There's really not that many markets that you would say, like, no, they shouldn't get one. So maybe... Maybe Tampa isn't your first choice of where you'd go, but maybe they're saving Dallas, Portland, and Kansas City for, you know, the next round of qualifying. I don't I, know. I'm, I'm obviously I, not in U.S. soccer, but... Right. I guess my problem is they just they don't have an MLS team. Florida had two MLS teams in the past, and they failed. And not only they're getting a friendly and a qualifier in Florida, it's a little too much for a team that doesn't really help support American soccer that much for, for a, a state. That doesn't help, you know, soccer grow. Fair point. I think you also have to kind of take into account that this is, uh, you know, Florida's probably the 
closest we can get to, I guess there's a few other places in the U.S., but it's probably the closest we can get to mimicking the climate of some of the Central American and the Caribbean nations that the U.S. will be playing in and qualifying. You know, it's uh, typically pretty hot and muggy, um, just like the heat in a lot of those nations. So I, maybe that's where Clemson's mind's at. I don't know, like I said, I, I know that you've been an advocate in the past of maybe trying to say, hey, this is kind of our national stadium and occasionally we'll play in different places. I think it's an interesting idea, but I mean, the difference with the United States is it's just so large. And I mean, if you put them all in D.C., if you put them all in Seattle, um, you know, there's just so many soccer fans in other cities that would have to trek there all the time. Meanwhile, the locals there kind of get the unfair advantage. I don't know, it's an interesting idea. Like I said, there's very few decisions that seem to make people as upset as not getting a qualifier. But, I mean, Which is a good are, thing, though. qualifiers it, are limited. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, a, it's a great thing that people are arguing and saying, no, our city deserves a qualifier. And it, it shows how much U.S. soccer is growing, and it shows how much people want to be able to see a U.S. game. And I guess the problem is America is so big that if the game's not within your state or near your state, I mean, you're going to have to fly there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is interesting that it causes controversy, and I think when these cities do, and I do say when, I don't think there's any way that we don't see World Cup qualifiers in Portland, in Seattle, in KC, in uh, you know, just some of these other markets. Um, I think when they get these qualifiers, you know, it'll make it that much more special to the fans that have been demanding, asking for these games for years and years. And I think that it'll kind of spur the cities on to put on an even bigger show than they might have been able to in the past. Um, you know, I don't think we're ever going to see the era, at least, you know, in, in our lifetime, you and I, Anthony, of games not being kind of a concern of playing in Mexico and having a pro-Mexico crowd or playing El Salvador in certain areas and having it be pro-El Salvador or pro you know, any of those Central American countries. But, that, but, but I think it's, it's shifting. But that's why I'm, uh, my point earlier was we need, we need to play those Central American teams as far north as possible. So you, you right. played them in Portland where there's not the, the, the demographics. is There's not very many Hispanics in Portland. So you, you're going to have a more pro-U.S. crowd when you play those teams. Yeah, and ideally I think it's like the uh, February qualifier in Columbus against Mexico for the uh, 2010 cycle where it's nasty and there's sleet falling from the air and it's freezing cold and exactly. you end up, you end I up mean, winning Dos Acero. They're your qualifiers. You pick them where you feel like your team has the most advantage. And if we are going to play in Columbus when it's terrible weather, I don't mind it at all because our players, for the most part, will be used to it. Yeah, and that's the other thing I think that this rotating system gives an advantage of. You know, you can kind of, I don't want to say gain the system, but I mean, you can definitely take advantage of the climate that you want and the kind of try and get the group of fans that you want. Uh, it's an interesting discussion, and obviously I think it kind of depends on where you're from. You know, I think if you're a Tampa soccer fan, you're probably pretty stoked. Um, moving on to the Olympics, which we will not decide where they will be held. Um, it's going to be in London. Um, Brent this week had a piece uh, just kind of opining on uh, Landon and Donovan, saying that he might like to uh, join the Olympic team. Uh, you know, the Olympic team is a U23 squad, a U23 roster announced this week. A couple of notable absences, but a lot of it were just guys due to injury or playing with their club teams. And 
of course, not the final roster by any means. And then, of course, you get to add three kind of senior national team guys. Uh, personally, I think Landon Donovan would be a great choice uh, with kind of the experience that he brings and, and the cohesion that he could bring to a young side. Um, Anthony, do you think that Donovan would be a good shot? And uh, who else might you tip to be in London with the uh, with the young guns? I mean, Landon Donovan is one of the best U.S. players ever. If you can put him on your roster, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's an obvious choice. My only question is, is L.A. going to want him to go? I mean, you look, he's been on loan with Everton. He's going to be playing with uh, Los Angeles pretty soon with the MLS preseason. So he's going to miss games when he goes to London. There's also uh, qualifiers this summer, so he's going to miss – part of that and then there's CONCACAF Champions League and I mean they're already going to miss Keane and Beckham for a while I, I, I don't know if the Galaxy are, are going to be a, a fan of having uh, Landon Donovan leave um, I think if the U.S. takes another senior position I think it needs to be a defender uh, why not have someone like Car- Carlos Bocanegra go because we're not really sure if he'll play in the next World Cup, he's kind of at a, the cutoff line where he's on the wrong side of 30. So why not have him lead the team? And, you know, it'd be nice to have someone, you know, composed on the back line and uh, controlling the defense and helping all these young kids out. But Yeah, I, I agree. I'm kind of surprised. I thought you were going to say your guy, Jeff Cameron. Because that's who I think would. I think Jeff Cameron would be as fantastic uh, pick I, to go to the Olympics. I agree. Jeff Cameron wouldn't be a bad pick either. It's just... Uh, Again, with MLS. I, but. It's it, it's the problem with MLS. If if the Houston Dynamo would want him to go, that's why I guess it would it would be easier to call up uh, Carlos Bocanegra. But if Jeff Cameron would get the call up, he should take it. It would be a great experience for him. I think he's, he's great on the ball. Uh, his ability to... To spread it out will help this, you know, more attack-minded U23 team. So yeah, and I think the, it benefits Jeff Cameron more than it would benefit Jeff or uh, Carlos Bocanegra personally. Oh, I agree with that. I, nothing, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I get it. MLS regular season is very important. These games in the summer are going to be. I mean, that's kind of where the season is decided. But at the same time, it's the Olympics. You know, it only comes every four years. I think guys might want to play in the Olympics. They won't say it in the papers or anything, but they might rather play in the Olympics than play another MLS regular season. Donovan's got to be feeling pretty well because, you know, he didn't go on loan last season in part because he was tired after, uh, you know, the competition, the World Cup and uh, MLS and everything. Uh, I guess he's feeling well because this year he says, I'm ready to go on loan. I'm ready for MLS. I'm ready for these other competitions that LA Galaxy are in. And throw me in the Olympics if you want. Yeah, I mean, he's looked like he's excellent. He's in the best form I've seen him in a while. I mean, the the way the impact he had with Everton where Stephen Pienaar came in and said, I want to have a Landon Donovan effect. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't overextend himself because that would probably be the last thing the U.S. needs is no Landon Donovan in the World Cup qualifiers. Um well, we'll just leave on that ominous note. Anthony, uh, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we didn't just jinx Landon Donovan. I hope not. That'd be bad. I will apologize to the U.S. soccer community on future 10 casts if necessary, but for now, have a great day.